0: 15, verses 1 to 6. It's on page 1141 of the Church Bible. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbours for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself. But, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that christ jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the god and father of our lord jesus christ thanks be to god Reading
1: is from luke's gospel chapter 4 verses 14 to 24 this is on page 1031 in the church bibles <coughs> Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? they asked. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. And you will tell me, Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Truly, I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Give you the glory. Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word is holy. And Lord, as we meditate upon your word, I ask in the name of Jesus, pour your spirit upon us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's already uh, twenty to twelve. You, you think that you are still up for it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, papa, sorry, I didn't catch. <laughs> we'll <tell you> <laughs> so, shall I say the grace and go? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sue. And Nadia, thank you so much for holding together everything so well. And indeed, thank you to Richard. That uh, when I looked at these two passages, that uh, in the light of our uh, service today, Uh, so many things did spring up into my mind. Uh, For instance, uh, you know, that uh, the opening words of uh, uh, the Romans uh, passage, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. And then, obviously, that... uh, from Luke's Gospel, especially when it is about uh, the world mission, because uh, often, uh, you know, we do hear the news, what tremendous things are happening, and uh, you know, that uh, an evangelical church like ours, our spirits just like that, yes! The Lord is doing so many great things. So many people are coming to faith. But when that excitement little bit calms down, and then, of course, it comes to what Jesus challenged people in Nazareth, surely you will quote this proverb, proverb to me, physician, heal yourself, do hear in your hometown, what you have been doing elsewhere. And uh, obviously that myself, I came to this country as a missionary. I was a director of a mission organization in this country. And you can imagine that why did I ask that, are you still up for it? that uh, there were four things that Lord laid on my heart. And now on a serious note, I need to be careful with the time. Even we evangelicals, we get tired of having too long service. The four things uh, in the light of the fact that we are celebrating this Sunday as uh, World Mission Sunday, uh, first thing I had, was a confusion in some church circles over the question of mission and evangelism. And the second I wanted to bring or to remind ourselves, uh, the, or to recognize the titanic uh, change, cultural change, that has taken place in our country. And the third, what I wanted to bring to our attention was two examples from the world to, to uh, from the, in the light of uh, mission history of the church to show that how the vast numbers of people, They were opened to the message of the gospel and how church failed them and then to bring back and perhaps most importantly to plea to the church to not to repeat the mistakes the church made on the world scene not to make those mistakes on our home ground, the West. But you can imagine, even last night, one my friend who asked me, out of the blue, 10.30 p.m., what are you Napo preaching? And because I just woke up, I gave these four points, and this friend said, but this is huge, huge topic, how on earth you are going to do it in in a sermon, and on the top of it, of course, that it is Mission Sunday, and rightly so. That we needed to focus on the thing: what to say from it, what not to say. So I hope I will not be keep going on and on, but I want to the question of this confusion between the mission and evangelism. I want to ask ourselves, don't worry, you don't have to answer the question, but just think. What we heard from Sue, the work they are doing, is that a mission or is it evangelism? Is it mission or is it evangelism? Thank you. They are saying both. How? The reason I raise this question, because in the Church of England... At times, some very clever people, wonderfully, very articulately, they separate the two. And if you look the the, the diocesan websites as well, there it will be mission and evangelism. As though they are some two separate things. And uh, when that the wise, much cleverer people than me, when they articulately separate the two, the mission and the evangelism, and poor souls sitting like me in the church, they start thinking that mission is some sort of e social work the church or my church does, and Evangelism is, you know, that a, a, a some sort of a task, a lunatic church like ours, they undertake, they try to sell this sort of a, pro, a, a product which nobody anymore wants to buy. That is true, I have been Rector for a very long time, and I am talking from experience, I am talking from the confusion I have seen people having. But rightly, here it was said, they are both. And here comes something about, I mentioned the mistake church made On the world seen in the past. Two examples, one from China and one from my part of the world. Well, my part of the world is this because most of my life I lived here but you know what I mean. My color gives away that I was born brought up somewhere else and sometimes even accent does give it away. So one from China, one from from India, Tell, can I ask you that in last few years have you seen on the YouTube small videos with the titles such as Jesus birth, crucifixion, resurrection in Chinese astrology? or title something like Chinese emperor who knew the date of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Have you, young people, <laughs> you're all the time hooked to those sort of things, and you are doing like this. But uh, while doing this, I think, because it's still going to take a take few minutes, just to make it a bit light, let me give you uh, one joke about this. There were two friends, and uh, they were both Punjabi, I come from Punjab, part of the Indian subcontinent. And one friend bought a donkey. And uh, he wanted to teach donkey to say yes and no. But this donkey all the time did yes. (laughs) And friend came and uh, the owner shared with him that this donkey is horrible. It always says yes. He never says no. He says that what if I teach him to say no? He said, I will be just so pleased with you. The man went, he whispered something in the donkey's ear and donkey did not. So the friend naturally asked, what did you say to him? He said, I said to him, do you want to be a Punjabi? He said that, no, I don't. (laughs) So all those videos, they came to my attention. And you know that at my age and so on, you don't just take those videos on the face value, you want to To see that where these they come from because they're so fascinating. I started digging out, and my search led me to this book, which is entitled the title is Faith of Our Fathers by Chan K. Tong. It is actually a research that fascinating and uh, If not all of those videos, most of the ones I watched, they are almost word for word taken from this research. And from this research, I just read from the back page, uh, that cover page, just one comment uh, that uh, made by people who gave the review. Uh, I'm reading a review by Marvin Oleski editor-in-chief of World Magazine, professor of, uh, at University of Texas, senior fellow uh, in Acton Institute for the Studies of Religion and Liberty. And he writes this, faith of our father confirms that China once had an age of faith, and that age was China's first golden age. The God whom the emperor sages and here are names Yao, Shun, and Yu believed in was the same God as the Hebrew God, and it of course continues. But I want to stop here. They worshipped once upon the time same God you and me worship and I believe that now once I have done a bit of marketing some of you are going to search for those videos and you will be amazed that there is one video actually says that in the past they worshipped the triune God and it's again taken from this research but what happened that country which was so much worshiping the same God. And indeed, if you look the past history, the mission history in China, because of that connection, the society was so opened to the message of the gospel. But what happened that the door was shut? And what I'm going to mention uh, about China, that is not me, that comes from this research. The movement started in the 1500s in the, uh, China. And the work was done by missionaries like Matteo Ricci, who went via India to China in 1580. He was followed, he lived there, died there, uh, uh, lived there, for, worked for 28 years. He was followed by people like Johan, Adam Schaal, Van Bell, and Ferdinand Verbeset. And Verbeset, he was a Dutch missionary, that uh, he was actually a personal tutor to Emperor Kang He. And it was the work of these sort of missionaries that say, for instance, in 1640, there were between 60 to 70,000 people in China who converted to the faith of Christ. 11 years later, in 1651, There were 150,000 Christians in China. And in 1664, i.e. in 24 years period when this missionary Rithi went there, there were over 250,000 converts from the Chinese background. That was what was happening. And in fact, that uh, the openness was such in China that in 1692, the emperor Kang He, he passed the decree that Christians were free to preach, teach, and convert throughout China. What was the secret that people were coming to Christ? The secret was actually what Sue was sharing with us what people are doing in Zambia. First of all, that they went there not to impose any kind of imperial religion upon people, but they hugely contributed to the well-being of the society, actually so much so that uh, at the turn of the century, I'm sure that you know that almost everywhere that countries they were building millennial uh, millennium uh, monuments, Chinese did also. And in Beijing stands their millennium uh, monument, which is 117 meter long, they have got depicted the pictures of 5,000 years' history of China with all the Chinese heroes, but among them there is one Western face, and that face is of this priest, Rishi. the contribution to the well-being of the society on such a huge level that he is on that wall. Also, that as I said, they were not there to impose an imperial religion, but they learned from the indigenous community and adopted where need to be adopted. But what happened? The door was closed. As you know, the Western world started its domination, the temptation that people should be worshiping the way we do worship in the West, same Jesus. And the decree uh, on the 13th of November, 1704, nine Italian cardinals who never been themselves to Asia, that they said this is too much what Risi and others were doing so open to the chinese culture and so on is not acceptable and then obviously that the pope Clement the 11th he confirmed their decision by issuing a papal bull bearing uh, barring christians from participating in certain sensitive cultural rights. And whole this book sums up that the door was closed because suddenly people lost that sensitivity towards the indigenous culture. I am going to leave the Indian example out I can I'm I'm going to be here around I'll mention some other time yeah part of future sermon already ready why I am so much focusing on the culture because Lord brought me to this country first as a missionary then as a priest now as a humble retired mister nobody clergy Yeah, and I need to bring it to here. I earlier mentioned the titanic changes which has taken place in our own culture. When I was curate, one of passion of mine was to go and knock upon doors in the parish and share the good news. Because you know that I was doing my post-graduation I was a crippled man. Jesus healed me. And imagine, imagine the excitement that I want to tell everybody about this Jesus. I used to go knock on the doors, and you won't believe 30 years ago that what a tremendous, you know, that welcome I did receive in this country. If nobody complained, what the hell are you doing knocking on my door? Or telling me off or showing me the finger nobody did that instead people used to say thank God that somebody from my parish church came to knock on my door but 30 years later how many of you would dare today to go in parish knock on every door and try to share the good news would you do that try it and if it is somebody like me wearing a dog collar knocks on the door the first question they are going to have in their mind i'm not aware anybody died in the family what he is doing here that is the cultural change so how how do you reach to that sort of a generation where of them, forgive me if it sounds very disheartening, 70% at least of them, they don't want to set a foot in your church. How do you, how do you preach the truth of the gospel to such people? How do you reach out to them? The way forward as it is in Zambia as it was in China, as it was in India, is the same as there. Yes, we are all burning with that passion as evangelicals that we want to share the good news, but the method needs to be now different. We need to be there where people are it it just the lord is just so wonderful just before the service somebody came a faithful member of this church asking me why do we have two readings why not one and a very genuine question why we do have because the Anglican, uh, you know, that lectionary has got four readings, and some churches like us, we trim them down, but at least two have to be there. Wonderful thing, not a, nothing wrong with it, but the point what I'm making, that so often churches get focused on, that do they know our liturgy? Are they able to say a sinner's prayer word for word after me. No, your society is now where at least 70% of the people, they don't have the understanding of the concept of sin. Tell somebody out there that you are a sinner, Tell somebody out there, you are a sinner, you needed Jesus to die for you, somebody needed to pay the price, and come and let me know that what treatment you received. If you reach back rather than going to the hospital. <laughs> because that is the society. What I think we need to do, like we saw that video, to be there with people. And don't jump ahead of the Holy Spirit. Let Holy Spirit convict them, and let Holy Spirit convert them, not you and me. May God give us grace as a church that we may be true to the truth of the gospel, but never forget that our society has titanic cultural change and be ready to adopt accordingly for God's glory. Amen.